So we've got two definitions here, home repairs, and then we've got home updates. We're going to talk about them both. In fact, we're looking at a home update in our house that I need Andy to answer about. We have a room that's unfinished. We need it for a work from home room. I think that's categorized as an update. But here's what I'm curious about. What home repairs that left ignored will cost us the most money to fix? Hey, let's build it with Corey Heppola and from Lindus Construction, Andy Lindus. All right, Andy, I think this conversation separates in, in two here. We've got home repairs on this end. We've got home updates, which I'm very curious on and I want to ask you about. But let's let's pause that. Let's push that over here. We'll get to that in, in a couple of minutes. First, let's look at these home repairs. What are some home repairs that left ignored will cost you the most money in the end to fix? Well, um, the number one thing that I run into, and a lot of it has to do with the nature of our work. When you install as much rain guttering as, as we do, we tend to run into a lot of water damage areas and poorly maintained gutter systems and gutter systems that aren't installed properly or you don't have enough guttering or downspouts in your house lead to thousands of dollars of damage every year. I, I know of one customer that had $10,000 in foundation repair recently because of poorly maintained gutters. Had he had the good gutters there, his foundation would have been fine. His landscaping would be fine. So if you can take care of your guttering and make sure that they're maintained on an annual, if not semi-annual basis, meaning that they're cleaned out, free of debris, you have the deflectors on the heavy water areas, you have enough downspouts getting all of the water away from the house. Usually that one step alone is going to save you lots and lots of money. We have such an interesting relationship with water, don't we? We need water. We our, our plants mm -hmm. need water. Our bodies need water. And then we're also like, okay, I have enough. Get it away from me because our house is uh, and, and, and there are the, the damage that can come from, from water that in places we don't want it, um, you know, mold and mildew. And, and that not only ruins the house, it can have effects on us. Dude, you know how many times people have told me, well, I just thought it was a little leak. A little leak. There's no, you can't justify not fixing water infiltration because it's a little water. A little water can lead to a lot of damage. Once wood or any type of building materials start to get wet and one your insect infestation and every, everything starts to can go sideways it gets softer you get mold mildew rot all of that stuff so water infiltration as a whole besides the guttering it'd be the number one thing i look for to attack anything that leaks needs to get fixed any crack i have needs to get fixed any caulking coming loose needs to get fixed any paint peeling needs to get fixed you do that protect your house from water infiltration the thousands of dollars you can save yourself for the, the, the half a day a year it really takes to do that. It's, uh, it's, it's, I'm telling you, I mean, God bless people because I get a lot of work out of it, but there's, there's a lot of, uh, building materials along around the area that should last longer than they do. And if you have water and it's even just a little bit, and, and that's, that's what you think, that's your perception. That's a little bit, there could be a lot more somewhere else that you don't see as well. And so, any sign of any water, I would say, yes, let's, uh, you know, get that repaired. Um, mm -hmm. the, other, the other thing I wanted to ask, too, about uh, here is, you know, you talk about home repair. This is something we dealt with last uh, December. Um, it oddly went away. I didn't think it would go away, but we were breaking a breaker, um, like, just about every single day. Uh, and mm -hmm. it would be a different one in a different area of the house. And I'm not sure what happened because you told me to get an electrician. Um, I, of course, as an idiot, did not. But the thing went away. Like we haven't broken one breaker then for for you know nine months now. Um, I'm I'm curious on home repairs and when you know you might need an electrician to come in. Um, 
too. You know why um, you may not have had the the breaker blown. I mean, what was the temperature nine months ago? It's cold, really cold. Mm -hmm. So what uh, what I was thinking was happening on your house is the way those outlets are. Um, if they were just, you know, there's two ways you can put the wires in the outlets. You can strip the, the wire and just push it in the back, or you can curl it and put it on the screw and tighten it up. And if you have a lot of air movement in your walls, which I suspect you do a little bit, there's some stack effect going on when, when it gets that cold, that frost can get on the back of those outlets and that can cause shorting to happen. So, um, and especially if that wire is a little bit loose and you have that cold air happening all at the same time that 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 can be those 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 connections when you when you have something that is loose and moving that can be enough to blow your breakers so i mm -hmm. wonder i would keep keep an eye on that uh this winter but uh the reason i bring it up i just don't feel like i'm doing any favors if i don't say you still should call an electrician okay it's just it's just 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 for from my no granted i'm a little biased because you know people call me when fires happen people call me when when stuff goes completely sideways so i run into the crap of the crap i don't get to see the hey this never happened so you know we don't need your services um those stories don't come my way but uh so my experience tells me get a hold of somebody what about um i and okay i'm going to we're gonna have to before mm -hmm. winter hits up here um it, well, uh, and if i if i'm over your house anytime i'll just start taking apart outlets and looking myself and, and then that'll make me feel better at least if, if you can see what type of connections <laughs> are on the back there but th that's the kind of shit that could cause a fire yeah uncle andy's back guys look he's fixing everything <laughs> Um, yeah. <laughs> but, but would there be any signs of electrical overload? I don't know if this is an overload or just bad wiring or whatnot, but like if somebody's dealing with, with an issue like this or something else, what are some signs of electrical overload? If, if it looks like the outlet's been charred, probably was overloaded. If something melted, probably overloaded. If you have one particular breaker that's breaking all the time, then that's probably something going on there. So just, just pay attention. It's not normal to have to go to your breaker box on a regular basis. It's not normal to have your GFIs trip all the time. It's not normal to have something charred on that. When you're, when you're talking about something that could potentially take your life, those are the signs. When I see that happening, it should put off some red flags, but like time to get a professional. I know electricians right now, you call them and be like, yep, how's January look? Mm. Um, but at least you have something scheduled. Yeah. And a lot of times, if you tell them what's going on, their red flags are going to go off and they're going to want to look at stuff sooner or later if they need to. Yeah, they deal with it every day. Think Clark mm -hmm. Griswold. Like if you're dealing with that from Christmas vacation where the he's got all these uh, plug-ins mm -hmm. in the outlet and the tree starts on fire and the cat blows up, uh, you probably need to see somebody and do it before it ends up there. Um, yeah. So we are proactively looking into something. We had a, a Linus team member come over here just, um, you know, not too long ago to look at this. So we're, we're leaving home repairs behind. We're moving to home updates. Hey, here's what's trending. So I'm hopeful that this room, well, I know it'll get utilized and I know it'll be good for us, but I'm curious on home updates that eventually pay off. So in our situation, We've had this room that's been utilized as a storage room. Like it's been, okay, the kids are getting older. They don't need this anymore. Eventually we'll give this away or we'll sell it. It's got a bunch of my old stuff and old totes and we've got old pictures in there. And uh, now with my wife working from home permanently, it's like, oh, we could probably utilize this room in a different way in a more efficient way. So we called over Linda's Construction and they're coming over here to fix up this room and make it a workable room. And I'm obviously we're going to use it 
But what would be, would that be a home update that, you know, eventually pays off for us too? Yeah. Um, so the way I looked at this, Corey, was uh, one of two ways. Um, what's the payback right away within like the first year of doing the renovation? And what's the payback after five years? Your your renovation, you know, depending on how much money you put into that, say if it's if it's under $15,000, $20,000, you know, somewhere in there, pays, pays for itself probably in that three to five year range. Right away, you're probably only looking at like a 50% return on your money. Whereas like a garage door, a small a garage door is number one on the list, like right out the gates, 92% on, on a higher end garage door. People forget how much curb appeal the garage door is on yeah. the typical house. I mean, it's a lot of the front of your home for a lot of places. So that can make a, a big difference in, in how fast or well, in a normal year, I should say, how fast or how many offers your house gets. The other one is a minor kitchen remodel, something that isn't a full renovation or a minor kitchen update. It might be just some countertops, some appliances, you know, some paint, maybe some flooring, but not a complete cabinet redo, you know, $80,000, $90,000 renovation. Something that's in that $20,000 range is going to be the next, that's the next best one. And that's 73, 74% return on investment right out the gate. And then it's siding and windows in the 68 to 70% range for returning your investment right out the, of the gate on five, six different lists that I looked at outside of the decluttering, painting, updating mm -hmm. that way, you know, that can be immediate, you know, increased value to the average buyer. If you're like listing your house now, that's a, that's a different list in my eyes than what you're talking about. Looking at updating the house and you're going to be there three to five years, you know, the decking can pay for itself in three to five years. Your that uh, complete basement remodel can pay for itself in three to five years. A master suite can pay for itself in that three to five year range. Right away, most of that stuff is going to be in that 50 to 65% ROI right out the gate. Yeah. And Meaning that's why you spend 100 grand, your value goes up 50 grand. Yeah. And 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 I'm glad you you put numbers on that. But but it, it it also comes down to okay what are the updates that either you're gonna you know hopefully you love it like one if you're staying there and, and you love it like mm -hmm. this room um, we just need it like we're just like you know and it can it can kind of be a hybrid room where uh, during the day my wife is working in that room but then at night it can kind of be you know oh, the kids are down there playing like and if it gets used and utilized that much then then we figured it it uh, pays for itself but the, the the garage door thing is interesting to me you would. Like that would not be something that would ever come to the top of my mind, but it makes sense. You know, I, uh, three different lists that I refer to on a regular basis and garage doors in the top three on all of them. So um, number one on two of the lists and the, both those lists have it over a 90% return on investment. So kind of a neat thing. And there's a lot of things you can do with garage doors to really make your house look, look nice nowadays. Um, one of the things too that that people look at is their master suites and and bedrooms. Uh, conversation I had to have with a customer the other day, Corey, was they're going to go down from four bedroom to three bed bedrooms in this house um, by taking down a wall and turning one bedroom into a master suite with a walk-in closet. And I'm like, mm -hmm. that's great. Your kids are leaving the house. You don't need this much space anymore. But if you talk to a realtor to see how much that decreases the value of your home being that you now only have a three bedroom instead of a four bedroom. Yeah. Another thing I wanted to ask you about too, as we talk about repairs and updates, when and how do you know you should be with a general contractor or be on your own? Hey, here's health. And I guess even on that, like what do you need to consider as you think about this question? Well, I can tell you this. Um, I know a lot of people in the industry 
that do things like I do, roofing, siding, windows, um, decking, just don't build houses. And they know enough to general, they know enough electricians, plumbers, siders, framers, they could general their own thing. Unless you can dedicate, like on a new home build, unless you can dedicate 20, 30 hours a week to it, you need a general contractor. If you're doing a renovation that's over 50 grand and, and you're not familiar with the process from start to finish, like you haven't done this before, chances are you need a general contractor. In the long run, it's going to save you money. It's going to save you time. They, they know what they're supposed to be getting charged from the, the subs. They know when the materials are supposed to show up. They know the best place to get the materials. And they know, like, take us. Like, I have a couple of different flooring people I work with. But I got my favorite crews at each one of the places. Like, I know there's a difference. If, like, I, I get Marco to show up at one of my tile jobs shit's going to be tight. I mean, it's going to be perfect, Corey. It's going to be, I mean, this guy is a true craftsman and I know which electricians I like the best. I mean, we know when jobs go well, who was the, the reason behind it. So over time you get to know these guys and, and those are the people working on your, on your jobs. You start to work well together too. So again, 20, 30 hours a week on a new, new build, you can't put that much time to it. You should not general your own, put it this way. Like uh, they always talk about uh, representing yourself in court. What type of person does that? It's the same, it's the same thing when it comes to building. If uh, you don't know uh, contracting and you haven't been in this business for a long time, then you need a general. And guys even like me would hire a general just because it goes better. Yeah. See, you know, representing myself in court, I think that could go well. Like I figured that I could do it right and I fit and then I just know, oh, no, wait, I'm in way over my head. And that's how I feel if I were to do something on my own. I'd be in way over my head. Mm -hmm. yeah, um, no, it, uh, it seems like a good idea at the time, but then shit gets real and usually goes sideways. Yeah. And then you end up calling for help anyway. Um, mm -hmm. And that's what we've done. We've called in for help. Andy, I know you got a tip for us. Hey, here's a pointer. So when it comes to trying to figure out whether you should or shouldn't renovate or update your home, I always think it's healthy to not only look at the local real estate in town, but talk to local real estate agents. I'm, I'm telling you, there's, there's not a group of people that likes to talk more than realtors. And, and I say that in the nicest way possible, Corey. They'll, they pick up their phones. They're always out there trying to look for business. And if they think it's an opportunity to come and talk to another customer, even if you're going to be a customer five years down the road, usually the advice is going to be sound. They're going to give it to you the way they, they might, might be perfect for advice, but they're going to give it to you the way they think the market is. And a lot of times that advice can help you make the best decision possible for whatever renovation you're looking at. And again, it's one of those things that lets you take emotion out of it and then really start to put numbers to it and see what makes sense. And sometimes it's hard to take emotion out of renovating because you want this really bad. You need this master suite or I'm going to live here. This is going to make my life so much better. And if, if that's the case, that's great. If not, oh well. All right. Great stuff. Thanks, Andy. Hey, right, thank you.